What's up guys? Welcome back to the pod, back to theory and theology. Got another spoiler alert for you. Gonna talk about this movie called 99 Homes because I like the topic of money and spoiler. I'm 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 gonna spoil the whole movie. So if you haven't watched the movie, go watch the movie. Turn this off, go watch the movie if you wanna watch it. If you want to hear what I have to say, if you've never watched it before, then keep listening and you'll hear what I have to say. So, Ninety Nine Homes is a movie about uh, a young guy who has a son. And we find out later that, you know, there was some issue with the lady he had chosen to have as his wife or as the mother of his um, son. So him, you know, this main character, young male with his son and his mother live in a house together. It's their family home. And, you know, the mother is a, is a hairdresser, works out of the house. Uh, the young man works construction, took out a, main, a major loan through the bank to start up his own construction business and buy supplies and what he needed to work. And he wasn't able to pay that off. Um, and also was falling behind on payments for the house. Now, you don't hear a lot of the details of the story. Um, you know, you don't really get all the, all the details right up front. Um, they all start kind of like unfolding along, along the, the way. Like the story kind of unfolds, uh, the longer you're watching the movie. So... You know, the movie actually starts with a a person um, who you can see, you know, there was some kind of a, a, a shooting of, of, a, of a kind where, you know, uh, this real estate owner has multiple properties and he goes into these properties he has connections with police that come with him and he's basically the one who shows up at these people's evictions and so he has all these properties uh eviction notices have been getting sent out to these people um and as the eviction notices are getting posted, you know, people start realizing, hey, I need to go to court, you know, uh, to try to work this out. And the court gives them 30 days to appeal. But that 30 days isn't going to get them an extension unless they've had a bond that gave them that extension. And so... 
you know, the start of the movie, you see that somebody had ended their life um, during one of these eviction processes, either before or during. So that uh, housing owner shows up with the police and it's basically a crime scene at the beginning. Now, other, you know, the main character of the story, you know, you see him working and he realizes, you know, oh, the the owner of the house that they're working on building because he works construction on these new housing developments. Um, and I like I like movies like this that kind of show the different the different categories of people that are still in this system so you have the police in this system that are kind of like the muscle you have the the housing owners or other property owners who are either renting out to other tenants or you know um have properties you have the people who are homeowners who didn't have you know the credit ratings and the history to be able to even be eligible to have these houses yet the banks allowed them to get into houses and then there's this whole theme of people falling behind because the economy's sucking and so people are not able to pay and they already weren't able to pay but they really started being unable to pay and then there's a program that the banks are I think it's the banks that were in charge of this program called Cash for Keys, where you get $3,500 cash right away if you exchange your key before you actually officially lose your home. And that could be used for, you know, moving, starting to move into an apartment that could in a lot of places cover first and last month's rent or whatever that may be. Uh, But just to get you into something else, um... And so you see the main character, you know, initially going to court, trying to figure out, you know, uh, is this, are we going to be able to keep our home? He gets that 30 day extension, sorry, uh, that 30 day uh, notice to appeal. Uh, He gets that time period to be able to appeal, but he's a little confused. Does it mean we still have 30 days till we have to move or they were already scheduled for an eviction the next day? Turns out next day, day starts, knock on the door, sheriffs are at the door. Um, This housing owner is at the door and he's the main housing owner you see in the whole movie. Uh, who owns all these properties around and so he's going around all the properties you know at the time of eviction talking to them you need to get out giving them a courtesy two minutes to get medicine checkbooks you know necessities and then they basically change the locks and put these people out you know they take all the stuff out of the house put it on the curb and they have 24 hours to remove their stuff or else it's going to get trashed So, this guy, you know, the main character who gets evicted with his mom and his son, 
they end up having to go and move to the to these motels where there's a bunch of people housed like that. Now, what I want to say is, you know, having lived in San Diego for such a long time, these places exist. There are motels that are set up for people to either temporarily rent or, you know, a lot of people just get placed there by, like, the housing commission or whoever it is that's placing people in these types of places. Um, There are a lot of people that once you start talking to people or looking around, you're like, this isn't just people vacationing or in town for business. These are people that are having some kind of housing situation going on and they're in these motels. Like when I used to look to move, there used to be these motels that you could find online where you could find, you could look up, um, what did you look up? You would look up, um, I kind of lost my train of thought, sorry. You would look up these places, um, they were called like weekly motels or something and it would be like. $600, $700 for the week or something like that and it would have like your mini fridge your microwave and you could pay I think per week up to four weeks or something like that I can't remember exactly but it was something like that and then there are these other places called SROs single room occupancies they're basically like a cross between an apartment and a motel uh, it's kind of like a dorm, more like. A lot of them have, like, shared shower, like, a shower room, a shared, like, bathroom, like, with the stalls, and you could rent that at a very reduced rate. It's almost like a dorm. It's like you're renting a dorm room, basically, um, and a lot of them have, like, a shared kitchen, or you might be able to have, like, a microwave and hot plate in your room, but it's basically, like, a, a dorm room, and it might be dorm style. You might either share a bathroom with your neighbor or you might have, you might not share the bathroom and have your own individual um, bathroom or something. I don't know. Um, but all that costs more. So, you know, you see the, this young, small family move into a motel, they move all their stuff, whatever fits in a truckload, they move all their stuff, they're advised to, so he has like a toolbox, like one of those big red toolboxes full of tools, he has, you know, they brought like a plant with them from the house, like they were given two minutes to pack up and leave without much more notice, so, you know, they grabbed some of the toys for the kid, they grabbed some of their own belongings, bills and whatnot. Uh, underwear, whatever they needed, and just bounced real quick, you know, and, you know, get moved into this motel. They move into the motel. They, um, are forced to, um, stay there while the main character looks for work so he's having trouble finding work and construction he's he does everything he does roofing electric you know appliances um 
pretty much everything. He can do it. He's skilled for over five years. And he can't find any jobs on any construction sites. The one he was working with went under. A lot of the other ones aren't hiring. And so he's having trouble finding work. Um, He, you know, realizes you know, that he's missing some tools, so he goes back to the site of the guy who evicted him and starts an argument with one of the guys that he had told before while they were moving the stuff out of their property at the eviction. He told one of those workers, get away from my tools, you know, and once they're at the motel, he realized that his his tools, some of his tools have been stolen or were missing, so when he goes to that office to try to, like, like get his tools back and mention hey you evicted me the other day and like you know somebody took my tools one of your workers took my tools he's offered a gig you know to go and start working um he's offering he's offered 50 bucks to go clean out this hazard place you know they don't want to call hazmat and wait because it's one of the properties that this guy uh the the housing owner one of his multiple properties they backed up the sewage there's poop all over the floor all over the walls there's mold setting in it's just a wreck and the neighbors are complaining so they have to get it cleaned out or else it's going to end up getting demolished and that's going to come out of the housing owner's pocket so he's like who can clean this out and he you know they're on their way fifty dollars he's on his way fifty dollars to one to one property where he's going to help the people you know, those workers, what they do is they, during the eviction process, they basically move all the furniture and belongings out onto the lawn, change the locks, do what they got to do with, like, the the power and the, and the water and the gas and all that. Like, they shut everything off so the house isn't, like, no one's going to be living there. Then they lock it up once all the stuff is out. And so he's going to start being part of that process for $50. Then it changes and... He's offered, you know, to go to this different address instead. Um, he asked for $300. Um, I I think they, they mentioned they were going to pay him $150. He asked for $300, and I think he was going to get, like, $250. And then he realizes he can't do it alone, so there's others on the crew where he's like, I'll I'll get a six pack for whoever helps me, you know, clean this out. And so he's saying six pack. The housing the housing owner guy's like I'll throw in another like one fifty and a six and this guy's six six pack offers um for whoever else wants to help him out and so others start chipping in, they get it done. I think he comes away with three hundred dollars and then that's where he starts lying. The mom's like, where'd you get the money? And he has to make up some story about some old friend or some other person who had helped him to get that money. Uh, Like, how he got the money. Because he can't tell the truth. Like, hey, the guy who just evicted us, I'm working for him. You know? Because he probably knew his mom would be like, how are you working for part of this process that's evicting people? Like, she probably wouldn't be okay with that. There'd probably be some judgment there. But also, it's like it's honest work, you know, it's like, it's, it's hard to see, but it's like, it's honest work to some extent, like, 
there is fraud involved in it because you know uh the banks kind of frauded used a system a fraudulent system to get people into these houses knowing fully well what the potential would be if you have like a whole mass percentage of the nation that's in houses that can't afford them um and then the economy crashes and people start losing their jobs how the heck are they supposed to pay you know they already didn't have any money their credit ratings already sucked they already shouldn't have qualified to have the house they already have bad spending habits as it is or they're just not making enough money and then they're provided these houses so the system provided these houses to people it was part of something that actually happened um so he starts realizing you know i don't really have i'm not gonna have that much money um if i don't you know take this job because this guy offers him more work to do with like cabinets and then then it starts getting fraudulent where they start he starts talking about how Fannie Mae you know can get screwed over if they kind of start taking out some of the stuff um reporting to Fannie Mae that the stuff was taken out and then they get paid to put in the put stuff back in and then they basically have storage of stuff that they've taken out of houses pool pumps air conditioning units um was that it like the air conditioning units that might have been it i can't remember but they were cabinets and things like major appliances um they were moving all all of those things out of those houses that the housing owner owned, like of the properties he owned, so that he could basically fraudulently report um, that as missing and get money for it. And, you know, this main character starts getting a cut out of that because he starts hiring a crew that helps him go around to multiple properties, taking stuff out of it. Um, they are able to also fraudulently get sign up for some of the houses that were vacant and then negotiate fraudulently for the cash for key so they each get you know thirty five hundred dollars or so um or twenty five hundred whatever he offered him for each of those people that gets the cash for keys, even though it's not really their house, so they have all these loopholes of how they're gonna make money um and you know he basically creates jobs for these people that were working in construction that were friends of his that have been out of work um so it was like this whole this whole circular system um this guy um he you know the housing owner uh, the guy who owns all these properties, you know, he starts, you know, training him more and more, and then eventually he's in charge of starting to do the evictions, and that's when he's like, that's a little too far. I don't want to be part of evicting people, like, going up to the door and evicting them, and, you know, the housing owner guys, the property owner guys, like, well, what did you think this was going to be, like, you know, everyone would rather put someone in a house than take them out of it, and he's trying to, like, explain to him, you know, these people didn't pay their bills, you know, um, 
date. And so he's like, it's a form of theft. They didn't pay their bills. They stole. So, um, because they stole, you know, from the banks, taking out loans and not paying it back, um, you know, he's not really sympathizing at all. So, yeah, so that's pretty much the story. I'm not going to tell the whole end of the movie, but, um, I really like these movies that kind of have these different categories that everyone's kind of interlinked somehow. Um, it's a very good movie, very well made. Um, I've watched it multiple times, but, you know, it kind of brings up a lot of questions like, okay, like this main character, you know, at first he's part of the process of building houses and he goes all the way to the part where he's now evicting people from houses, right? So there's a lot of conflict there. He's like building houses originally for people to move into and then things start going south for him and then he realizes he might have to lie about being even connected with this how this property owner who evicted them uh he's not telling his family the truth i mean there is one point you know cuz he is trying to take that money to get the house back so he does basically make a deal with the property owner of the rate that they're going to give him so instead of paying the bank now he's going to pay the property owner for his house and starts making payments from cuz he's making good money now he starts making payments toward the property owner and the property owner says they can't live there for like six to eight weeks. Uh, and then in the meantime, they can fix it up, but they can't sleep there or live there. And then at that time, they he gets into another house. And that's when the mom gets mad and is like, whose house is this? This is someone else's house. They got kicked out of their house. You know, you can't just like, we can't live here. And so he thinks, oh, me and my son and mom are going to stay temporarily in this house and it's going to be fine and it turns out it's not fine they're not happy with that idea they move to florida with their family he's stuck in that house by himself but now he's making money um and trying to like complete the process of like getting their original family home back and so you know very very interesting movie i wish there were more like it um, I like movies about money. I don't really like movies about like people in their in their you know de- depress depressing aspects of their lives. But I mean, um, sometimes movies have like a lot of relevance to kind of what's going on in current times. And that movie, you know, Ninety Nine Homes, uh, is one of them. And you can kind of see some parallels to what people are going through now to what in 2015 you know the bank started doing again to kind of start starting to like loan loan to people um and you know what's going on with the housing market now it's all a mess but um yeah guys it really does create at the least some good food for thought and with that thanks for listening Thank you.